amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. This is Stacy Marshall with Printware Magazine. Matt Masala with the RhinestoneWorld.com. Richard Grease with ScreenMaking.com. Brian Walker with RTP Apparel. You are listening to the Two Regular Guys Podcast. 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 Hosted by Terry Combs. Terry Combs. Terry Combs. And Aaron Montgomery. Aaron Montgomery. Aaron Montgomery. Keep on listening. I don't know if these guys are or that regular. It's Friday, November 22nd, 2019. I am Aaron Montgomery, and you can find me over at AaronMontgomery.info. And uh, we are kind of a little out of sorts because we're efforting to get Dan on here. I've had to, we've had a hard time getting him in for whatever reason. So hopefully he will be along here shortly. Dot Tone Dan Campbell is uh, slated to be joining us, Eric, uh, to talk about screen printing, film, and separation. But uh, welcome into the show, Eric. Tell us a little <laughs> Who the heck are you? What are you doing here? Uh, yeah, I am Eric Campbell. You can find me at ericcampbell.com. You might know me from uh, Embroidery. <laughs> but what? I'm sitting in today for printing? Mr. Uh, Terry Combs. No, which is why I'm a little panicked that Dan isn't here yet, because uh, <laughs> I've prepped some screen printing art, but never done color separations like Dan has. So, Dan, <laughs> if you're out there, uh, uh, click click the broadcast link, my man. <laughs> We're ready yes. for you anytime. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. We'll, 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 he'll be on. We've got a couple of things to uh, to cover anyway. So uh, absolutely. It'll be all good here. But uh uh, we've got some folks already checking in. Uh, actually, Marshall said uh, can't make it today. Super bummed. So, uh, Marshall, catch catch the replay. Hashtag replay, right? That's how that works. Yeah, all the time. Uh, catch those replays, guys. Right yeah. after we're done, it's up. It's worthwhile. Nice. nice. And uh, Todd Downing checking in this morning. Todd, good morning. Good morning, and, Todd. Uh, and again, the, I love making sure we get the mention in here. The creator of the Reggies, the inventor of the word yes. regulators. Thank you. Um, Christine Shreve checking in this morning. So, um, <laughs> yes, Christine it, says you're having a screen printing show without Terry. Yeah, yeah we Terry, kind of asked that same question. <laughs> Terry couldn't make it when he asked me to sub in. I said yes, but there was a moment where I'm like, I, I don't know if this is a show. Now, admittedly, if Dan doesn't show up, we may not be talking screen we printing not, today. We may not be talking <laughs> but, screen printing. But we'll see. I mean, like like I said, uh, happy to see everybody here. Up, oh, Cindy also. Cindy, who we got to meet down at Fort Worth. Glad to see you in, even if this is a little loose this morning. Uh, we're always happy to see you guys in. <laughs> uh-huh. And Randy checking in. Aloha, Randy. Thank you Aloha. for joining us from probably uh, fairly early there this morning, if, if I if you're where I believe that you're at. so uh, <laughs> Well, here, here's hoping we deliver, sir. <laughs> yep, that's right. Uh, let's see here. Todd says, the only thing I know about screen steps is when they fall out of the window when I'm closing the storms. <laughs> yes, Todd, you, you've, you're yeah. checked into the just that, the right storage. That maybe the wrong kind of screen. If we were on the right Facebook group, you would be assassinated for that. <laughs> but at right. the same time, no, I, I'm with you. Like I said, I've done some simple print stuff, simple spot color, but yeah, not steps. So, you know, so yeah, not, not my strongest guys. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, I know a little bit about color separation, but very little. So we will be okay. Dan will be along <laughs> shortly. I'm sure. Um, Eric, let's start us off with some news though. What, uh, what came across uh, your desk there that you uh, thought was worthy of a mention here? 
Well, you know, checking out the news from printwaremagazine.com. Transfer Express is holding a free webinar on December 12th at 2 p.m. Eastern time focused on trade shows. And I know we talk a lot about trade shows, but the thing is that you really have to kind of have a plan to get the most out of them. Uh, Transfer Express's session is going to explain how decorators can prepare and get the most out of these events. They're pointing out that uh, trade show gives a decorator a unique opportunity to see all the products needed to run a t-shirt business in one place, get the education improved, and network with peers and experts exactly the stuff we are always telling you but in this hour log session they're going to talk about capitalizing opportunities and uh help people understand the breakdowns of like hotel costs entrance fees and other items so uh just like the other transfer express webinars and uh, like this podcast uh they have uh, archived versions of the seminar available after the, lo- the live uh, broadcast so that's uh, december 12th at 2 p.m from the folks at transfer express excellent excellent all right well um Let's uh, also, uh, I'm going to head over to the page here at uh, tworegularguys.com and because uh, we've got Reggie voting going on uh, right now, Eric. So um, We most certainly have Reggie voting going on. Yeah, so t- tell us, uh, give us your take on, on the Reggies here, Eric. Well, what I'm going to say is it is hot and heavy. I don't think I've seen this many votes coming out. Communities are definitely coming out to support their favorites. Um, so, yeah. We always see that there's some interest in the Reggies, and this is one of our most popular things we do every year. But this year, boy, people jumped on it early. Hundreds of votes within the first day. I mean, more than I think we've ever seen. So uh, what I had to say, uh, great to see everybody interested in supporting everyone. I'm amazed at the response, folks. Just quite a lot of folks coming in, and it's just uh, fairly amazing. Nice. Yeah, definitely. So uh, it's, uh, like I said, hot and heavy. And But but here's, here's the thing to remember, folks, everybody. Just, uh, you know... You, it, it is for fun and it is, you know, it's yeah. great to recognize people. Um, but as the decorators community is all about, it's about abundance. It's about, uh, you know, coming together, working together, all those kinds of fun things. So uh, uh, I'll just give you a quick, quick rundown here of the, uh, uh, you know what, let's, let, let's skip that, Eric. Yeah, you can so just head over to the categories. Yeah, we'll right. skip that. So uh, just head over to two regular guys.com slash Reggie's and I will uh, copy a link into the comments right now. And uh, we will uh, just go check that out over there. And uh, okay. And uh, thank you for spamming the link, my friend. So yeah, get out (laughs) there, get your votes in, get logged in. It is awesome. I see Todd, Todd's checking in on this. Uh, He's playing the long game, like the the turtle. Yeah. Tortoise and the hare, man. Get in those votes during that last minute. (laughs) We got a lot of people jumped out early, but they're going to be efforting later. Yeah. But before we, uh, before we fully dive in, uh, I'd like to go ahead and thank you all for being here and checking out the Two Regular Guys podcast. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast version, we would appreciate it if you'd share with your friends so they can become regulators too. Uh, plus, we would love to and appreciate you giving us a review on Apple Podcast, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to the show. We're always looking for new guests as well. So if you or anyone you know would like to join us, go to calendly.com slash Two Regular Guys, and we'll have that link up later with your show idea. So yeah, absolutely jump in. Grab a segment, especially if you see something that's in the industry you can share that you haven't seen us do. We would love to have you on. And if you're watching with us live right now, join in with comments and questions. As you can see, both Aaron and I are uh, terrible comment watchers. We're, our eyes are always drifting off to the bar to see what's going <laughs> <Squirrel>. on. And <laughs> we will help you join in and have you reach the industry too. So reach out to your industry friends, have them join in, and let's all enjoy the fun. Okay. And now excellent. let's hear a word from our new sponsor, Impressions Expo, coming up soon. What is Impressions Expo? Impressions Expo, formerly ISS, is the premier trade show dedicated to the imprinted and decorated apparel industry. 
five shows are produced annually in each region of the U.S., including Long Beach, California, Atlantic City, New Jersey, Orlando, Florida, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and Fort Worth, Texas. Each of the five annual shows also features over 30 seminars and hands-on workshops in categories such as screen printing, embroidery, digitizing, digital decorating, and much more. Visit ImpressionsExpo.com for more details and see us at the shows in 2020. Exclusively for two regular guys listeners, the regulators. Use the promo code REGULARGUYSIE. Again, that is REGULARGUYSIE for a free expo pass. All right. Well, thank you very much to uh, Impressions Expo for their support of the show and uh, uh, been really great working with them. And and we're excited about what's to come. You know, I mean, everybody's kind of like, what's uh, what's Impressions Expo? You know, I've had a couple of those kinds of questions. And and, Mm -hmm. you know, I I don't think you're going to see like, you know, wholesale changes as far as like it's still going to be the same great ISS show. You know, people were worried because everybody loved ISS like. Sure. It's going to change. No, it's it's still going to be the same great ISS show. They're just rebranding and, and kind of renaming it. So, oh, no, um, great new stuff coming up. I mean, they've reorganized some things, and definitely they have everything set up where education is as important as it has been. It's been really cool. So, I honestly can't wait to be there. I know I'm I'm teaching there. A lot of the people you know and you've seen on this podcast are there uh, giving seminars. Should be a really interesting group of people up there on on you know both in front of people at the seminars and just out on the display. So yeah, uh, definitely great to see what's coming up at Long Beach. Yeah, definitely for sure. All right, well we talked about the Reggies. How about we dive in? We've we've got our guest here. We're just going to come in straight <laughs> and hot, Eric. So uh, yeah, yes. if you wouldn't mind uh, just uh, introducing Dan while I get to get him in the uh, in the show here. Absolutely. Uh, Dot tone Dan Campbell has dabbled in just about every area of screen printing with an emphasis on art and color separations over the span of 30 years. Uh, He's run his own manual shop and worked for many well-known names. Dan has partnered with Pierre from Blue Moon to take five different show awards. And Dan is one third owner of the t-shirt board.com. He is currently the creative director for IDP, a contract printer, as well as serving local customers in Huntsville, Alabama by day. And Dan does freelance color steps by night. Welcome to the show, Dan. That's me. Thanks for uh, having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, great, great to have you, Dan. Thank you so much for uh, for joining us here, and uh, and thanks for all of the great stuff you sent. We'll, we're going to try to get it uh, up on on screen, and we'll 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 get to that in a second. But uh, Eric, why don't you start us off? Let's let's get this rolling here and get the information out of Dan. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll start with something slightly frivolous, which is probably good for people like us. But <laughs> hey, man. Uh, you've been part of the industry for a long time. I know I've seen your name around like forever, even though I'm not a big screen print guy. Uh, when and how did you become Dot Tone Dan? Which, by the way, best name, <laughs> best Ooh. moniker ever, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess it came along when uh, one of my coworkers at Russell Athletics, um, they all kind of doubted me when I first came on board as to uh, what can be done. And mm. uh, so I kind of proved myself and somebody said, uh, hey, let's give it the dot tone. And it's like that kind of stuck. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I use it everywhere. It's nice. good alliteration, good yeah. brand new. <laughs> Can't yeah, argue yeah. with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, so Dan, we want to just dive right into talking about color separations. Uh, for people that don't know you, it, we'll find out very soon that uh, there's not too many people that know uh, much more about color separations than you do. So, 
let's just this question off the top here are auto separations worth buying uh oh, yeah. do they help yeah they help um they help every shop even uh you know the big um let's call them pro uh shops out there okay um they have them they're using them uh they might not use them as much as uh you know a smaller shop that's just getting started might use them they uh, they use them on probably for training uh, to get new artists to uh, get familiar with how colors blend, um, color sequence, and uh, things like that. And definitely, uh, they are a good tool. They do speed up the process for a lot of shops. And um, it's definitely great for a beginner to purchase an auto separation program because you can get yourself in the game uh, with, uh, you know, every other shop out there that's doing simulated process. And will it be perfect every time? No, but, you know, um, at least you're in the game. And yeah. uh, so, you know, you can uh, hone your skills on uh, fine tuning the separations that you get out of there. And they, um, you know, it is what it is. It's, it's an automated exact repeat every time it opens up any different job. So, um, it, uh, it treats every job the same way. So, um, you know, you may have one file with teals in it that, um, doesn't separate out well because there's, um, you know, you have to mix a teal with multiple colors. And, um, so there's a lot of different variables that you have to, um, learn how to tweak, uh, once you get it going, but there's people out there that, um, have won awards with their print results. Oh, really? you know, using automated separation programs. So definitely worth getting. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Great. I mean, I'm kind of surprised. I mean, admittedly for, for coming from the embroidery side of things like automation is almost a dirty word. Everybody wants it, but it never works. Yeah. So, but once again, I feel like that, that may be the touchstone here is that, yeah, good to start learning if you don't have it and maybe yeah. to start tweaking, but very interesting that that's still, you know, worthwhile in and of itself. Yeah. It used cool. to be thought that, um, you know, people who do separations for a living mm. um, was anti auto separation programs. Yeah. But um, we're not, we, uh, some of us use them our, ourselves um, to create, they base their business uh, providing separation to the industry using automated separation programs. And at different levels, I always say there's a place for everything, a place for everybody. And uh, <laughs> you know, they, um, depending on your, your business, you may be totally fine. It may be, or should be at a lower cost, mm -hmm. um, with automated separations. And, uh, unless that person ha has extra skills where they can take that beyond. And, uh, so automation is good. Yeah. Right on. So, uh, speak kind of moving on from that. So when you're separating on your own, I mean, can you use Photoshop to separate, and print Scott spot color film, or do you need something else? Do you need an, ex, a, an other tool or something else to add to it? That's that, that question is, uh, all over the place on Facebook. You'll get some right. people will say, Oh, you can't use Photoshop for spot colors. And, yeah. And, uh, other people say, well, that's all I use. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, you know, it depends on your skill set, mm -hmm. and, um, uh, obviously, uh, I'm an older guy and uh, I've been at it from the very beginning. So, I use um, Photoshop mostly on, let's say, 90% of my jobs. Oh, and wow. uh, I, I just did a uh, one color 
solid spot job in Photoshop. There's just moments ago and um, at a rush job before I get on here. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, right up to the end. <laughs> yeah, it harkens back to the old days that these guys used to give me trouble because when I was just a guest, I would be digitizing while they're talking to me. But it was just a podcast, not a video. I could get away with it. Yeah. But invariably, they'd ask me, are you digitizing right now? I think we can hear clicking, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So tell, tell us about how using spot color then with, with Photoshop, Dan. Give us yeah. a, a little bit more about that. Well, the, the, I guess the biggest thing that I want to come across with today is that um, maybe it's a change in technology and, and the equipment that we use. But um, as we know, it's a, more of a digital world than than yesterday. And yeah, uh, I especially I guess I came about it with um, working with a director screen and the, uh, the quality output. Um, the resolution of uh, output devices. I work with uh, higher resolution files, 600 PPI. And the reason being is that uh, I can get a much cleaner, more minute, more accurate uh, choke mm -hmm. with a 600 PPI file than I can with a 300. If I'm, let's say, and this is kind of an extreme example, but you take sure. a customer supplied left chest print mm -hmm. and they, they gave you a, a, Photoshop image, maybe it used to be a full size imprint and now they want it on a, a left chest or a pocket print. And um, in my last job, we did that a lot. And uh, you have to, sometimes the type is a script font and, or, you know, times bold with the, the thin serifs and everything. Yeah. And uh, you have to uh, maybe underbase that and, you need to do so. Uh, 300 resolution is trying to do, use that with vector artwork or vector-ish artwork mm -hmm. in a raster file is um, very uh, difficult and at 300 resolution. So you can do that easily at 600, okay. uh, choke more accurately, get a good underbase, uh, allow for some shift or um, some registration mishaps. Um, the... Uh, Vector files, um, the vector looks in Photoshop. Mm. Um, the you know I can do small type um, in Photoshop raster artwork, and so the the idea is that everybody thinks you know you solid type or something like that has to be out of uh, Illustrator, but you know, somebody can run a shop with just Photoshop, literally. Wow! So, okay. so it's really about resolution and quality. In Definitely detail. So, I mean, I think that's why everybody really hawks on vectors because they're they're saying, okay, it's scalable, and I'm always going to be able to get that. But it doesn't yeah. mean you can't with raster. You just have to start with the quality you need. That's right. That's the key oh, word. Right start with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, start with garbage in, garbage <laughs> so, out. That's an yeah. old so computer that's term, guys. Yeah, yeah. That's garbage in, garbage DPI out. internet uh, file just isn't going to cut it. <laughs> Not for All anybody. Right. No, nice, nice. <laughs> so, so, an interesting thing about that you mentioned the the. Yeah low resolution uh, like jpegs and stuff yeah the interesting thing that i find that uh you know i guess i guess as a general rule because everybody's afraid of it they don't want jpegs and uh probably 40 percent of my separation business is working with jpegs uh wow. pngs and jpegs you know um i even uh, even from my old uh, my own old customers that you know, they come back and say, well, you know, we did this job so many years ago and all, all I have is a JPEG and, uh, of what you sent me. And so 
have to reseparate it or something. Cause I only keep so many jobs for so many years. Yeah. yeah. And, um, <clears throat> so, uh, I, there are, depending on how you get those JPEGs, if it's from Photoshop and you save it as, as a JPEG and not through web, mm-hmm. uh, that makes a huge difference. And, um, the Photoshop files are, can be high resolution, high, the JPEGs can be high resolution, uh, high quality, high color, and uh, work out just fine. Well, I think that's um, the thing people don't, I don't think people understand that JPEG's just a file format. It's the amount of compression, the amount of color yeah. lossiness, which of course, when it's on the internet being used, especially back in the day, I mean, now you get more high res images being used on the internet, but yes. back in the day, because internet speeds were so slow, everything was like 72 DPI, 30% quality, way lossy color, way spotty. Um, right. But that's not necessarily always the case. Yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, back in the day, we used to be concerned about file size. And, yeah. um, you know, so that was in a, why you see a lot of the smaller. Uh, it's just ingrained in us now or embedded. Um, yeah. That's how we yeah. work, try to get things mm-hmm. smaller. And so they move faster through the Internet and yeah. through email and stuff like that. But, yeah, everybody's uploading larger files now which can be a bad thing because, uh, you know, a lot, as we know, a lot of people pull things off the internet and knock them off. And uh, especially with uh, the availability of uh, direct garment, it's, um, you know, you can nab something off the internet and, um, and end up getting in trouble. I've seen it, but yeah. Uh, yeah, um, totally. it, it's just, you know, technology makes it so easy for us to work with and also so easy for us to steal from. <laughs> good point. Very good point. This is true. Yeah. All right. So, so Dan, what are the typical ways to set up a file in, in Illustrator and Photoshop for print? And, and you've, like I said, you've sent us some, some stuff. So, you know, you just uh, tell me where we need to uh, put some things up there. I think I've got everything available here. So. <laughs> Yeah, well, between Photoshop and Illustrator, you'd set them up kind of like in two different ways. Um, well, you know, the work environment in in between the two programs is is kind of similar, but yeah, um, there are certain my work environment in Photoshop actually is laid out a lot differently than what I work with in Illustrator. Okay, and um, there are certain things that you can do in Illustrator that that you already do in Photoshop that you have to do manually in Illustrator. But um, so you kind of have to deal with them separately. It's Photoshop and you want a, your best file is going to be either getting from the customer or creating your artwork in uh, RGB. Okay. As high of a resolution that you can get uh, such as uh, 300 or 600, like I work in Mm -hmm. and, um, uh, layers. You definitely want layers. And the reason being is for two reasons is uh, you want to um, have layers that you can use as a tool for making separations um, uh, and even building your artwork. You can use those layers as masks and okay. uh, and create good selections from. Um, and the other is uh, during the separation process, you may, depending on your process, but you may use a white background or a black background. You need to change those out. So layers works obviously for that. Um, and then some of the hardest jobs to separate is a flattened uh, multicolor airbrushy kind of design that uh, gets uh, it's flattened on a black background. And 
or a colored background is even worse because that has other colors in the artwork. You have to pull those out. And mm -hmm. Those are the worst files. But um, <laughs> um, layers, RGB, All right. 300 to 600 resolution, and um, Okay. So what, what windows? Yeah, no, that's you're you're all good, man. Uh, um, so what what are some of the within that Photoshop work environment? Are there are there Windows tools that that are like must haves that you keep open all the time? Yeah. Um, yeah, under the work environment, um, I I save it as a workspace. Uh, mm under the windows menu bar workspace new workspace and then you give it a name okay. um and uh, i take that even if i go with uh, uh on some of my files if i travel and i go onto somebody else's computer i'll load mine in and, oh. and uh have my same workspace but um oh, that's that's a good tip <laughs> so keep the following windows uh like uh tools layers channels yeah paths actions uh, characters so you can change type, uh, things like that. Um, okay. In Illustrator, um, this is the big one. And it's just, you know, like in Photoshop, I don't keep that many windows open, but mm -hmm. um, you know, you only want to keep open the things that you use all the time for efficiency. But uh, in Illustrator, for example, I have, uh, and as you open these windows, you want to mount them or, or dock them. Uh, stack, you know, vertically off to the side. So you got plenty of room on your screen. Um, keep your window space open. But uh, so I, in Illustrator, I have tools, attributes. That's an important one. Separation preview. Very important. Okay. Um, swatches, strokes, color paths, colors, and then uh, pathfinder. Another important one. Layers, character, uh, alignment, Libraries, uh, transparencies, gradients, the Pantone solid coded or whatever Pantone book that you might be referring from. Okay. Uh, keep those available. Uh, links, artboards, and um, for swatches uh, in that list, kind of like my mainstay or my default uh, is I have uh, um, in my libraries, I have. Um, a base white that I use uh, typically unless because it's colored and there's a reason for that. Um, mm -hmm. uh, people make fun of that sometimes, but you know, you, you change your base white, uh, your white inks to a color so that you can see them while you're working with the file. Because when you use separation, maybe I'm jumping, but uh, yeah, go, go, when, go, you, go for when you use Great separation preview, um, first off, separation preview has to be in CMYK color mode okay. um, so that it can use the functions that it does. But um, it doesn't work in RGB. But um, the how it works is it multiplies the color. It's kind of like the multiply okay. feature. And uh, it multiplies the color. So, you know, you put a yellow over a blue and it creates a green mm -hmm. appearance. And um, and uh, so that's how separation preview works as well, so that you can see your separations and how they're working. Are they choked properly or, or enough in certain areas? Um, so, um, you know, uh, that's why I color my, my whites. My top white will be a different color, like a 
cyan looking color. But, okay. Uh, uh, and my base white will be a pink. And uh, I'll do that so that I can see the traps and the chokes. And normally when you stack white over white, you don't choke those, but you do with the underbase on the color. So um, the um, separation preview, because it multiplies, you can't multiply white. Pure <laughs> white, computer white, right? So <laughs> yeah, that, there's nothing yeah. there. And the same with black. Black multiplied by black is black. So, so essentially coloring that makes it visible where you've got those overlaps so that it multiplies and you can actually see a little bit more of how those right. different layers come together. Yeah. Okay, and the funny crazy. thing about separation preview is that, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I used to be a tech and go into so many um, shops and go into their art departments. And yeah. well, I'd say, you know, is there, they'd ask me, is there any kind of a preview program that you recommend? And I'd say, you got Illustrator, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, it has separation preview built in it. It's a pre-flight checkpoint. Um, yeah. So you use separate and it, it gets a little uh, hairy when you first work with it because you don't know, um, you know, unless you read up on it, um, which a lot of people don't, they just jump in and they start playing with things. Right. Sure. <laughs> um so uh, you don't know what it does, and it kind of gets a little scary. But um, it's uh, very easy to use once you once you learn. How, maybe it only takes a couple hours or a day, but to get used to it. But um, once you do, you build all your vector separations, and you got to run through separation preview um, to make sure everything's uh, looking right. Yeah, but, it kind of makes uh, me think of the way we do preview for embroidery. Invariably, in embroidery previews, everything, there's the compensation is applied, but it's not taken out. So everything looks a little too thick, a little too off, holes are closed together. But it's something that after a while you train your eye, you're like, okay, that's the right amount of compensation. I know mm -hmm. it. One of the first thing I teach everybody in the embroidery side of things is like, the screen is a lie, but that's okay. Like the screen's lying to you. It doesn't have to look like that. Also, I'm like, what thread color is going to be there? The color you put on the machine. And yeah. I assume the same thing with the ink. Like, yeah, the white, yeah, the white is cyan. Cool. I know that. I can see it on screen. I'm seeing what the function is, not what the color is. The color is going to yeah. be the color you mix, not the color that's sitting yeah. up on the screen. Screen's alive, yeah. but that's okay. It's a tool. Yeah. Preview is mis misleading at times. I oh, yeah, sure. I have customers that sent back files back to me and said, this is all wrong. It's, it looks horrible. And uh, you know, it's because I'm using um, pink in my base white and uh, <laughs> things like that. Yeah. Um, You're like, well, did you put pink in the screen, bud? <laughs> yeah, then, then it'll be wrong. <laughs> and, You're a right. lot of people think too that they they can they should build these files with the the production file. Yeah, they should build that with um, the uh, shirt color they're going to use in the background, and mm. that's yeah, it's. Um, when you're building the production file, it's uh, you need to see how things are going to print, and that color is just interfering with all that. So totally. um, huh. that's a little misleading. Nice. But uh, <laughs> did I answer your? No, you, that was great. Oh, you no. did answer it and plus some more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sure. We're, we're getting yeah, so bonus stuff. That's, that's why I use. Um, that's why I mentioned that is we were on uh, the libraries, and that's some of my mm. stuff that I use. Yeah. Registration. Um, Registration black is another important one that uh, people overlook yes. in uh, their separations. You know, they change every color for a registration mark and, um, you know, change all the names and stuff like that. And you can just type it out once, use registration black, and it gets applied to every separation. And oh. uh, so I, in my libraries, I have a registration mark I plop down. I have several different thicknesses 
Um, okay. You know, depending on who likes what, but yeah. Well, for um, people who who don't know, I mean, you can let us know that registration black. What does it do that's special as a color? It's uh, you don't really want to use it in your artwork because uh, it gets applied to every separation that you output. So mm-hmm. if you want information about the job on the separation film or on the direct screen uh, device, then you can use that. And uh, mm-hmm. a lot of people will type that information manually. You can use the like Illustrator or some of your rips will do that as well. They'll put the job information, colors and the sequence and all that. Mm-hmm. But uh, some people like it larger or maybe they want to place it manually where they want to have it. And uh, uh, so registration color, um, you don't want to use that in your artwork. That'll be a big mistake. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Get it on your yellow and your your blue somewhere. (laughs) The reason I egged you onto that is because I one of the very few things I've done is mess around with very simple spot color separations. And uh, I myself made this mistake one time. (laughs) I thought black was black was black. And I used uh, Reggie Black on everything. And uh, because it was in the library when I got there, and and right. let me tell you how happy my screen people were when I kicked that all the stuff. <laughs> they were super pleased, super pleased to have everything on every plate. So, <laughs> sorry guys. <laughs> yeah. Nice, nice. All right, well let's let's take a, a quick break here, uh, guys. Uh, we we want to get get a word from our sponsor Printavo, and uh, then we've got lots of more questions for you, Dan. So this is great. Let's uh, let's keep this rolling. So Eric, I will turn it over to you here. <laughs> All right, let's talk organization. Keeping your shop organized is crucial to growing your screen printing business. Printavo helps thousands of shops keep their team on the same page and look professional to their customers. If you're always getting tapped on the shoulder with questions, missing order due dates, or just ready to get to the next step in your shop, Printavo is your solution. Printavo allows shops to create consistent quotes, automate quote and art approvals, schedule jobs, collect payment, and now create online stores, all inside one platform. Being cloud-based, you can even use Printavo from home and with remote employees, too. Printavo has a free trial and demo, which you can sign up for at their website at printavo.com. Excellent. Well, thank you, Eric. You uh, have a your, your read is outstanding. I'm going to have to record that one. Um, t- Terry face uh, for radio, too. Yeah. <laughs> ter- Terry kind of, uh, yeah, anyhow, right, we're not going to throw stones at Terry while he's not <laughs> Let's here. Let's not throw Terry on the bus while he's not here to defend himself. He's working hard. I do that all the time. All right. So, Eric, uh, let, let's yes. keep this going. Like I said, there's we're getting so much great. I mean, hopefully people have their notebooks out here and are taking have, down all these tips and notes. And, and I'm not like Terry. I don't have my notebook out. Now. I, I know. I know. And Dan's <laughs> also given us a, a great amount of stuff that is going to show up on the website, too. So this is yeah, we've got some great awesome. stuff for the show notes and also some sample yeah. files and stuff. Yeah. So we'll, we will yeah. get to that, too. We'll but to that for sure. While we have you here, Dan, uh, <laughs> in what ways do you use both vector and raster art? that can uh, speed up the process. Um, define that, so I'll give you exactly what I had right now. Yeah. I say a lot when I'm typing it out, and then I want to skip over everything. Yeah, no. um, I guess uh, <clears throat> this is in what ways do you use both vector and yes. raster? Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, building the foundation of a file is going to be faster in Illustrator. Um, you know, to, uh, get your shapes and your, your different elements and your type layout. That's, it's all just done, uh, works much faster in, in, uh, illustrator or vector. Um, maybe it's Corel that you're working in and, 
which I don't know much about. So uh, no curl I, questions for Dan. Yeah, I don't <laughs> it's a great program, just as good as Illustrator. It's just I don't use it. Uh, yeah, sure. It's not what I learned. And um, um, but I think building the the foundation of the of the design or the file in Illustrator or Corel is much faster than raster. Um, especially for ed editing type and, and doing type effects. Um, and then, uh, you know, the, the path tool in, you got a path tool in Photoshop, path tool in Illustrator. Illustrators, you're going to do it in half the time. Wow. And uh, it's just, it work, I don't know why it is, but it works uh, faster in Vector. And, um, and uh, basically, that's really the only reason I use uh, Illustrator is um, to build the foundation, and then I'll go in and to take that into Photoshop. Uh, there's a few different ways you can export, uh, or you can just copy and paste from uh, Illustrator into Photoshop. And uh, the uh, uh, what I build for in Illustrator, I often use uh, again in layers. I rebuild things in layers quickly in mm -hmm. Photoshop, and I'll use those as a, a selection tool. And, okay. um, and airbrush over top on another layer or something. And that's a, another important part of building a file in Photoshop is that you, you want to have multiple layers so that you can use those as tools to, for your selections. And, and the best way that I've seen people build files in Photoshop now is in, uh, they're in layers, but they're almost like separations. They are, you have all, all your, your white down at the bottom. Okay. Um, you know, and how you want to print it is, uh, you know, whether you're going from dark to light or light, light to dark. So you may have a dark blue or browns right at the bottom above the base white and so on and so on. <coughs> and then as you stack it, that's the sequence in how you print it and build your separations. And um, so uh, I get a lot of artwork. It's like almost uh, kind of pre-separated. Okay. And um, basically, all I do is make selections and knock it onto the uh, channels and uh, create my spot channel separations, and uh, off we go. Nice. But they, uh, that's super fast. Yeah. So, so Dan, what, what? Uh, I guess as we're talking about vectors and rasters here, what, what makes you decide to choose to use a vector sep over a raster sep? I mean, what's, what's that kind of tipping point for you? Um. Simplicity, okay. uh, uh, you know, Photoshop is more um, complex and, and there's different things you need to do in there. Um, Illustrator, uh, when files are just simple, when I use the word clean a lot, yeah. um, when files are, are clean or easy and um, there's not a lot of uh, blending uh, or, you know, difficult blends or... Um, elements intertwining with other elements and stuff like that. Um, that's when Illustrator becomes more challenging and, uh, or vector programs become more challenging. And um, the, uh, well, I just had uh, uh, a horrible thought of when customers send in uh, CMYK artwork, uh, you know, everything's painted in, uh, all the uh, the random colors they use from the <laughs> default swatches that come in, oh, no. and they've painted me with you know millions of colors, and you have to convert that from 
uh, vector too. I just copy and paste, take that into Photoshop and separate that way. It's so much faster. But um, the um, the simplicity of the, the Illustrator files um, is the only reason really I would, um, you know, if you get artwork that's provided in vector, why take it into Photoshop? Just use what you, you know, yeah, I yeah. am big on staying in the program that it originated from. Okay. And uh, so if it came in as this vector, I'm not going to take it in Photoshop unless it's very complex. And uh, so I guess that kind of answers that. Yeah. So it's more like you know, high color complexity, maybe raster kind of effects where they make more sense as a raster. It's just easier to separate once you get into Photoshop. But otherwise, if it's like big slabs of spot or stuff that yeah. not that much registration, not that much intricacy, you can just illustrate it right on through. Right. And it's it doesn't matter if it's like the number of colors. I mean, it, I can okay. have 12 colors in the, in the vector file. That's totally fine as long as there's like basic elements and yeah. You know, solid, you know, even if there's a little bit of blending and I can take a color and like tell it to overprint or something like that. Sure. Um, but uh, that's pretty much why I stay in, in an illustrator or I stay in Photoshop. Depends on what I get. That makes sense. So when we're getting ready to start a color separation, um, what is the most important starting point to get a good color separation? I mean, where do you begin and is there something you can do to prepare for that? Um, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, again, they're kind of treated differently mm -hmm. based on what you get, but, sure. um, you prepare your files, like uh, customers send in, uh, tricky PDF files and, yeah. you know, yeah. you, I'm sure you've all heard the horror stories about getting, uh, <laughs> Well, you get a JPEG and then you ask for vector artwork and you, you say, oh, I can use PDF, EPS, uh, AI, and uh, they send you a PDF <laughs> file and it's got a JPEG inside of it, you know. <laughs> yes. um, over and over. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> so which question was that? So the, the uh -oh. start, what's the starting point of a good color separation? Like that's the... That's where we're at. I guess yeah. the file types that you get is the start good starting point, but yeah, um, sure. you know what you can. So use yeah, if you're you're assuming Photoshop is you know I where am. you're starting here, yeah. So what? Yeah, give us a what. And you talked about a lot of these things already in in the file sure. size and, and like yeah. Said, and generally, um, my go-to is Photoshop, um, mm. but like I said, um, a lot of people send in. I can improve things, especially with. Uh, uh, J, you know, JPEGs or PNGs, mm -hmm. logos and stuff like that, sponsor logos. Um, and uh, man, I just, in my head, I jump around so much because there's so many, <laughs> yeah. you know, when you ask one question, there's like eight different ways you can go with that. Absolutely. But, well, no, well, welcome to the club. That's us. That's what we <laughs> no, do we, here. We, we jump, jump around a lot. Yeah. So speaking of that, though, uh, I did see a shiny object here I wanted to share with everybody. Uh, yes. Terry Saunders from uh, CMO Screen Printing Supply said, I'm late, but so glad to see Dot Tone Dan on. He's an industry asset. Uh, agreed, Terry. So, uh, mm -hmm. Dan, tell us a little bit. Okay, so we're, we're talking a new print shop, maybe or at least new to simulated process. What do they need to be looking out for when, when first trying simulated process printing or, or even four color process for that matter? Um, they, they need to be looking out for pitfalls. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yes, exactly. The, uh, the biggest thing that um, 
people misunderstand is they think that simulated process or process printing is going to be just like spot color printing or logo printing, you know, uh, solid areas of coverage. Um, the everything's going to change. You, you know, your uh, your printing technique is going to change. Your screen mesh is going to change. Uh, you're going to go higher. It's just like jumping from a manual to an auto. You got to up your mesh a little bit so you can print it's very similar to um how you were doing on the manual um the um you know your um your squeegee stroke is gonna you know, be a little bit faster maybe a little lighter closer off contact uh you're gonna need higher mesh thinner inks uh sometimes translucent inks depending on what you want to do but um uh higher tension on your mesh uh consistency you know, before when you're printing spot colors, you know, you could use 15 newtons and, and, and another brand new mesh that has 25 or 30 newtons. And you won't see that much of a difference. But in simulated process, it's going to be the world the difference. Um, the um, So, you know, things, uh, your, your film uh, positives, if you're printing film still, um, they, um, you know, you didn't have to worry so much, uh, you know, about films of being a little bit translucent or being able to see through them. You don't want that, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you know, a lot of people when they're printing solid color stuff, they just overexpose a little bit. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. no problem. But, yeah. uh, um, with half tones, you can't do that. And, uh, <laughs> so you need, uh, it helps greatly to have opaque, very opaque film and, uh, a more accurate exposure time. Um, a thinner coat of emulsion on the, on the coat, a more consistent, that's a big one, a more consistent coat, because when you see, if you had variables in your, uh, stroke pool, when you're coating emulsion, mm-hmm. um, you didn't see that that much <laughs> on your pot colors. So a lot of the imperfections that you've done in your process over time are going to show up because now you're, you're transferring minute detail and, um, and uh, so you'll see uh, when you have a little stutter as you pull that uh, that coater up the up the uh, mesh, and you got a little thicker and thinner waves. Um, you can't have that on simulated process because you're going to have thin and thick uh, half tones. And the same with um, your press. So, you know, if your press is not um, fine-tuned that uh, you're going to see imperfections like uh, if your palettes are uneven or, uh, you know, if your press is out of registration, you're going to see that much more. Um, the uh, palettes, when you're, uh, it's, if it's uneven, a good telltale sign is when you print a solid, it's a test, you print a solid block of, let's say, 10% halftone tint. Mm-hmm. Um, and fill the whole the whole imprint area, your maximum imprint area, and you print that on palette, and you'll definitely see like heavy uh, ink lay down over in the one one side or the other, and it'll show you where your palettes are uneven. So really, going from these big slabs of ink to these minute dots, mm-hmm. it really is going to change what like size and shape of the dots as it's laying down, just because of that process stuff. So it's like it, it really is a little less forgiving. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, And it's kind of uh, uh, interesting that simulated processes actually, Mm -hmm. when you print uh, six or eight colors together and they're all mashing together um, to create other colors and whatnot, it is a lot more forgiving than 
a uh, solid spot color uh, misaligned uh, base white on a, you know, with uh, with colors over top that are solid spot colors. And let's say your base is out or something that peeks off to the side or yeah. um, you're your, actually more importantly, your top colors, if they are not uh, in alignment, um, you won't see that as much in the uh, simulated process uh, unless you got like trap lines or something like that. Yeah. Uh, where things butt up to each other and there's that hard, sharp definition. But as colors start to blend, it's much more forgiving. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah. it gets a look, it looks a little bit blurry, let's say. Um, things start to mash together. So yeah. a lot of people love printing simulated process over spot colors because, you know, you don't have to worry as much about it. Is it a little more precise when you're doing four color? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not, <laughs> yeah. Um, if, you, if you get... You could get to be a much more fine-tuned for or four-color process, and um, um, your registration has to be dead on to get things more accurate. Uh, and you, let me note, you have to use very <laughs> fine registration marks. Uh, honest to goodness, I had old film from a shop I was at, and there was old film being used, and the registration marks were, like, huge as big as or bigger than the art that I was printing. And, uh, as, you know, so I put new registration marks on, but um, some people use registration marks that are so fat. It's like, you may as well be trying to like take them off and just line, you know, line up the artwork <laughs> with each other. But there's so much slop in the Reggie marks that you couldn't get enough precision yeah. to get the print to go. Right. That, yeah. makes, that makes a lot of sense. I'd yeah. never thought about that. So hence why your library has multiple thicknesses of registration right. marks. <laughs> in it. Like, I'm like, okay, that makes sense now, even to, you know, me with very little experience. It's the purpose so. of the, the fine <laughs> registration mark is when as fine, as fine as you can hold. And, okay. um, you know, if you're off a hair uh, and literally a hair, and you move it over, you know, you, everything comes on into uh, your detail is much more mm -hmm. finer okay. um, and, and colors are more accurate. But uh, I, I don't kind of envy you guys that part of your process. Embroidery <laughs> 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 is a little more sloppy. <laughs> don't get me wrong. We can get a registration, but I don't have to quite get that. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Very so, cool. So, Dan, you know, I know you've worked with some some pretty technical folks out there, and obviously, you do a lot of really technical work throughout your career. I mean, what what do you you know how do how do they make the the best prints? Is it just you know loading the right ink, having the right mesh, and, and away they go, or is there is there something more? I wrote another little piece that I didn't include in in here, um, and it dabbled in. Um, there's different skill sets of, uh, of printers and some printers are more, they're very good printers, best in their category and they are mechanical. Mm. And then there are printers that are uh, also very good, just the same, <coughs> but they are uh, more art artistic, let's say for the lack mm. of a better word. Yeah. They are more in touch with um, subtleties and what needs to happen in the print to achieve a certain look. And that's something that I wrote, wrote on. And uh, yeah. it has to do with, um, uh, here's the example. I can yeah. go into, I, uh, I send off separations 
to five different shops mm -hmm. and you get five different results. And some of them are right what I was expecting and the others are all different and uh, uh, at various levels. And, and I guess the reason for that is the individual that's, that's printing it is, and, and how that person is, is in tune with what uh, you're looking for. And there's some things in a, in a color print people use, let's call them press proofs. Sure. And, um, you know, you get that as big and on a best quality, uh, photo paper that you can get so that you can represent what you're trying to do in that artwork, little blends and subtleties and details and things like that. Um, and color shifts, you know, if you're, if you're trying to get a 14 color look out of an eight color print, you have to do a lot of blending and, um, then, uh, you know, sometimes that doesn't come across as well as the in CMYK color proof printing mm. as you would if you're using actual Pantone colors and mixing those on on press. And yeah. so the press proof is not going to look as accurate as what you're trying to do and uh, and what you see on the monitor on your screen. Mm. And so you go out there and if you the the best separations come from artists who work at the shop. And uh, some people get mad at me for saying that. And the reason being is, um, you know, and I separate for thousands of printers, um, yeah. you know, over the years. And uh, and they get great results, but they could be better results if I was there or if the, you know, and they don't care. They're they're great with the results they get. Yeah. Um, and they, they're doing really well. But there's plenty of times, too, when I get customers that call back and say, you know, we did everything you said to do and we just can't get it right. And it doesn't look, you know, like it should. Yeah. And, uh, and I know that if I put it on our press and we printed it, it would, you know, come out how I want because I'm there and I could yeah. tell them, well, you know, use more pitch on your squeegee and you know, faster stroke and a little bit less pressure on this color and, and so on and so on. And, wow. and so the printers, no matter how good they are, there are some that will know that the, I love my, my production manager right now, yeah. uh, that, that we work with Randy Smith. He is, uh, he's like in tune with me, yeah. <laughs> you know, we're connected. And, nice. uh, uh, he, uh, but still there are times when, um, you know, he goes out, sets it up, he's got the screens, he's got everything that I've told him to do and, mm -hmm. uh, puts the right inks in, uses the right meshes and, and you just, you can, you can, it's kind of mechanical. You set it up and you just hit print and, uh, whatever the results are, you, if I'm not there, he might run with it, you know, mm -hmm. and, uh, huh. and that could be okay, but, you know, I guess maybe I'm a, perfectionist and anal <laughs> or something and yeah <laughs> for a color separator probably a good thing to be <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and, and so in in a production that's a typical thing that comes with artists too is um uh we always want more than what we what we are getting and um yeah. the uh a lot of artists you know the production people don't want the artist out there because you know Oh, it's going to be another 15 minutes or 30 minutes or a half hour on tweaking this, you know, and uh, because uh, we kind of know what we intended and it's not happening and we try yeah. to get it there. And yeah. so, uh, 
you know, we're not always welcome out in production. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. So no, what, what I can say I can hear from this, though, is something that I say all the time and I get in trouble for it. I use this word far too many times in anything I write. There's a holistic process. You mm -hmm. can't just throw any steps at any printer and get the same result. Same thing with us. You can't throw any file at any machine with any garment, get the same result. And the right. people do have something to do with it and the setup and tensions and same thing for you guys. Uh, so it's I, what I love to tell people is once again, it's, it's not so simple. It's not plug and play. And you can't just blame one, one chunk of, you know, the production or of the prep uh, when you get a result, maybe you're not exactly on with. Yeah. But also the experience on press seems to be really important too. So that's uh, that's really cool to understand. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So Dan, are you're do, you do separations though, right? You said you yeah. you're, you're still doing that. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So what? Tell us a little bit about what what you've got going on right now yourself. You know, we read in in your bio, but you're doing separations. Uh, yeah. What's uh, what's happening in your world right now? Well, I, I got a lot of my time. Um, with this uh, new shop, it's a contract shop that uh, we're also creating our own product line and uh, developing that. And so I'm doing a lot here and it uh, ties me into the wee hours. And um, <laughs> and I'm also uh, doing the separations and I'm not doing separations as much as I used to. OK, uh, I mean, I still do, you know, one or two a night and um, and uh, but uh, uh I'm also um, for years, you know. Everybody says, uh, oh, "When are you going to do a tutorial?" And I'm, and, and uh, I've been trying to do tutorials and playing <laughs> with them here and there, and uh, I, and I maybe um, you know we have another industry vet that uh, I've been talking with that um, we want to do some things together and. Okay, awesome. uh, so uh, my my end game is to um, be able to uh, do separations and uh, more um, work that uh, I can do one time and it continues to uh, sell <laughs> yeah. um, and, uh, you know, to kind of build a career off of that and uh, evolve Great. from separations to maybe training other people how to do what I do. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. We're, we're obviously all about education Very here. Much, and yeah. Uh, yeah, so as that project comes together, Dan, you need to make sure that uh, we, we'll break the news here. So how about that? Yeah, it's coming. <laughs> it's coming slow. Okay. <laughs> as it always has. But this, yeah. this, last, this year has been, uh, I've done the most on it that I have in, uh, in all my years. So cool. Cool. Progress. We're excited cool. about that. Yeah, for sure. Awesome, man. For sure. It's awesome to hear. All right. So, Dan, how can people uh, find you and get in, in contact with you? What's the best way to reach you? Um, mostly through by email. Um, okay. Art at designsby.tone.com. And, uh, you know, I'm not on, you know, I work in the day, so I'm not on Facebook. Uh, <laughs> and um, and uh, it seems to be a lot of people are contacting everybody through Facebook these days. And, like, I don't see it for maybe a day or two. And, uh, <laughs> Email. Uh, I'll always see that. Uh, yeah. I check email at lunch and before work and, and uh, breaks and, and uh, in the evenings. Excellent. Excellent. Awesome. Well, man. well, it's been great. And you gave us a, a ton of great stuff, too, that uh, and, and you're OK with us sharing that with with all the listeners. We'll, we'll yes. get all that stuff posted up. So uh, hopefully I can get to it this weekend and uh, we'll have the the show notes up and available, plus all of the extra 
great goodies that Dan gave us. Fantastic, wonderful. Um, thanks, Dan. Yeah, like I said, let us know when uh, when you got something. We're happy to share with everybody. Uh, this has been a fantastic bit of education today. So thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for being on, Dan. It's been yeah. really awesome. All right, Eric. Well, yeah. let's uh, let's, let's go ahead and hear a word from our, our other sponsor, who we love, uh, Ace Transfer. Have you been looking to grow your business or start one in the garment decoration industry? After all, that's why you're listening, right? Ace Transfer Company is located in Springfield, Ohio, and we've provided our customers with high-quality transfers, competitive prices, and great customer service for nearly 30 years. Ace Transfer Company offers a wide variety of garment decoration services, including screen-printed transfers, contract screen printing, direct-to-garment or DTG, dye sublimation, signs, banners, heat transfer vinyl, pressure-sensitive vinyl, and more. Use your own designs or have our in-house artists assist you in creating eye-catching transfers. At Ace, we are dedicated to helping your business succeed, so print your vision at Ace. For more information, visit our website, acetransfercompany.com. Send us an email at acetransco at gmail.com. That's A-C-E-T-R-A-N-S-C-O at gmail. Or give us a call at 800-525-3126. Thanks again to the great friend of the show at David Shaw. It's great meeting him and hanging out with him. And uh, everybody out at Ace Transfer, uh, thank you very much for being our sponsors. Yes, excellent. All right, Eric. Well, um, we've been talking a little bit about something you got going on. So to give us give us the update there. What's uh, what's happening? All right. Here's the big update for me. Uh, like like uh, Mr. Dotton Dan himself, uh, I have often been tasked with doing some teaching and uh, not always where everybody wants me to be. Everybody knows I go out and teach at the uh, trade shows at several kind of trade shows, uh -huh. and that uh -huh. there's been a lot of that going on. But finally, with the help of our own Aaron Montgomery, I am going to be doing a webinar next year and taking one of my most popular classes from the floor of the trade shows online. So that's demystifying digitizing and it's coming March 28th, 2020. And my tagline for this, you're going to have better running, bolder, more beautiful embroidery with a faster cycle from concept to completion. That is the nice. whole idea here. Getting more dimension, making your embroidery look better and being faster at going from the idea to the first sample to the testing to the last sample. Uh, and we now have a link for the initial sign up. Right now, all you're doing is signing up for a email list. Eventually, you'll be getting some bonus content. You'll be getting some other contact from me and deals on signing up for this webinar. So it is in the books. It's coming March 28th. Finally, everybody who said I need online classes because I can't get where you are. March 28th, 2020, you'll be getting a full seminar just like the ones that I do at the trade shows. So uh, you guys can thank Aaron because if Aaron did not, did not push me to do this, I probably wouldn't have done it this quickly. He literally said, and, and I quote, this is like Terry who always says, see, see Aaron, I'm getting better at my trade show dates. They're all up there on the tour dates. No, same thing. If Aaron hadn't said, okay, man, what do you want to do in six months? I was like, well, I really should be teaching an online classes. Like here's the date, man. And I'm like, okay, six months from now is March six months from the date. 28th. I'm writing this down and <laughs> Eric, you can just see your face just went white. Oh, yeah. like, nope, no, we're doing this. Completely dude. drained of color. Uh, I turned white every time i say the date but guys honestly i'm actually pretty excited about this because sometimes we teach a really great class and um trade shows they really love to have brand new content every every season which i, I like doing i really love yeah, writing new absolutely. stuff every time but every once in a while you have one of those kind of you catch lightning in a bottle and people, people really love it and people yeah. will talk about missing it and the demystifying digitizing course that seminar was really awesome people loved yeah. it and i haven't been able to teach from that course since and everybody has asked who has seen it or heard about it hey are you going to teach that one again 
this is the first time I'm taking something kind of out of the, you know, out of the stacks, out of the collection, out of the archive and teaching it again. And it's one of the ones that I really wanted to get out yeah, there. So yeah, yeah. can't wait to do this. And so really. sign up, you'll get some extra stuff, ebook, and uh, we'll be doing it in March, folks. <laughs> yeah. And, and we'll be having some things kind of leading up to that live. I, I'm really excited. You know, so the thing that I love about Eric is that, you know, you're going to get this, this webinar and this, this content, but uh, Eric's got so much other stuff. I mean, he, some of the free webinar content, I'm like, dude, that's an ebook that people sell, you know, kind of thing. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I'm really excited about about this and, and hear all that, too. So hey, uh, we uh, give value. That's what we're that's here right. to do. That's right. That's right. Got to be valuable. Um, what else, Eric? You got anything else happening that we need to share? Yeah, I will go ahead and do a one quick shout out and say I'd love for people to take out my last, latest article uh, on getting more production from your embroidery equipment uh, without just adding more heads. And that's out at Printware. And also, uh, we hear one that I will put a link in for later. I don't have it in the show notes. Uh, getting a lot of feedback from what I've done in Images, Images Magazine in the UK. I just did a piece on storing your thread and curating your thread collection. Uh, something that's, believe it or not, contentious in the embroidery world is do you do the pegboard? Do you put it up on boxes? Does it go in shelves? Yeah. And I actually have some thoughts about that that people are... Uh, having some discussions about so get out to images magazine uk and honestly if you search my name with the funny little h on the eric you usually get all this stuff anyway but i'll put up links in the comments later Uh, i almost went to something that i promised i wouldn't do anymore all right um (laughs) i know just say e-rich say it already terry hasn't done it for a while all right e-rich his rapper name all right good all right all right right. right. good got that on my system uh so terry's got a few things coming up here that i wanted to share uh december 12th to the 13th he'll be one of the speakers at the equipment zone dtg academy in phoenix arizona he said here in, but I'm in St. Louis, so I skipped that part. Um, you can get, <laughs> get details at equipmentzone.com. And uh, his upcoming complete screen printing business courses, uh, he's already uh, getting uh, things going for 2020. Uh, looks like Atlas Screen Supply in Nashville will be happening February 15th through the 16th. Uh, he wow, said switched man. recently with the Chicago location in May. Um, and then uh, he will be at Workhorse Products with that same complete screen printing business course happening February 29th through March 1st. And uh, let's see here. January 16th, he will, man, his travel's already spoken up for next year. January 16th, I'll be presenting, Terry will be presenting, (laughs) 10 things you need to know about DTG printing uh, the day before the Impressions Expo Long Beach starts. And that's at 1 p.m. there in Long Beach. And then a couple of days later, January 18th, he will be in Long Beach still uh, on the show floor presenting I'm a new screen printer. Now what? Uh, which is a free event, free 45 minute event. So get there early as he will be doing his introductions beforehand. <laughs> just to get through. Um, and then he will also be out at Dax, Kansas City with us presenting uh, on being a great screen printer on Saturday, February 22nd. And you can find all of his upcoming classes at terrycombs.com under the tab tour dates. And then, yes, as you mentioned, he has been doing a great job of keeping that up to date. So <laughs> there we go. Um, as far as myself, uh, tomorrow morning, Small Business Saturdays is happening at 7 a.m. And I'm going to be joined by Todd Downing. And we're going to be talking about our success group Uh another project that i've got going on so uh good stuff we're excited by the way i gotta get tell everybody a lot of buzz going on and they are seeking all these great feedback from people in that group um yeah cannot wait to see what's coming from aaron and todd because i mean the attitude's awesome the energy's awesome and they really are aiming for a market of people who needs to be served and doesn't always get served so if you're out there check that out 
Yep, def definitely. So, um, and then real quick comment here that I didn't want to miss. Christine said that should be a series. I'm a new quote, enter your decoration method of choice <laughs> here. Now what? Uh, those would be great webinars. So oh, Jerry, yeah. you're on notice. <laughs> also uh, decorators community now that I'm like, okay, we could do that. Yeah, totally. totally. <laughs> Once we get uh, this webinar thing sorted out, folks, you, you may see more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Terry says, Eric, we need to get that clock for Aaron that we talked about. Yes. Uh, <laughs> bonus time today, folks. Um, bonus time, folks. And then uh, the other couple things that I've got coming up here, uh, I've going to be in, uh, this is a, a new show for me. I've not been to this one before, but uh, I've been asked to speak at the 2020 International Awards and Personalization Expo being held out in Las Vegas, Nevada in February, February 18th. And uh, the first one's actually, uh, uh, the first one it will be on the 18th is Social Media 101, Why and How. Uh, and then uh, later on in the afternoon at 4.30, I'll be talking digital marketing, growing your business with email marketing. And uh, then the next day, I will be on the sublimation panel that they're having there at 6 p.m. there at the International Awards and Personalization Expo. Um, I think it's at the Paris Hotel, if I remember mm -hmm. right. At least that's where Ollie will be staying. So looking forward to that. And then, uh, like Eric and Terry, Dax, Kansas City will be happening. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually really excited about this. My wife is not so excited. She actually says she's nauseous, but I have talked her into presenting a webinar with me, and wow. uh, she is fantastic, but uh, she she's, uh, doesn't always enjoy the public speaking thing. So starting an e-commerce business, what works and what didn't, and uh, she has been um, diligently working on her business, weheart.biz, and uh yeah, so learned a lot of things along the way, and and it's it's going to be great. And the decorators community will be uh, booth there, nice. and and uh, we're going to be hosting a couple of panels on the show floor. And uh, yeah, we're just going to be all parts of Dax. It, it, we love the Dax shows, you know, Impressions, Dax, NBM. We've got great shows on in our industry, but uh, being here in the Midwest, the Dax ones are good for me. So, <laughs> oh yeah, and honestly, I tell you, folks. If you ever like the things that we talk about with education, get it to Dax because we all teach there. Um, I've got a big, I've got a long workshop session and a small session for embroiderers. And my, my thing now is going to be, uh, if you want to get into digitizing, it's a one-on-one. I've always been doing kind of extreme, either you know, <laughs> more detailed courses. I actually have a very one-on-one if you just want to get into a course coming up. And the stuff, I can't tell you, like getting to actually see uh, Aaron and Terry teach is cool too because i don't always get to we're, we're often overlapped but sometimes yeah. at dax i get to catch a little bit of them out there you guys got to get out there it's awesome if you like this if you like what we do here imagine that with more of that valuable information just coming at you full force it's it's a great time nice nice all right eric well we've gone well into bonus time so uh, let's go ahead and wrap it up here uh, so we come to the close <laughs> of another show uh, every week we're here guys and it's been a blast tons of great information from dan today so that's why we wanted to to Very get to much. bonus time i mean uh, i think we just barely got less than 0.001% of the knowledge that he has, but uh, yeah. that is a fantastic amount of knowledge from Dan. So thank you very much, Dan, and uh, make sure to check him out at the email address that we, we listed in there. So thanks, Dan. Absolutely. And uh, thank you again also to our sponsors, uh, Impressions Expo, Printavo, and Ace Transfer Company. Yeah, definitely. And uh, we appreciate all of their support. And so. uh, next week we will be off for the Thanksgiving weekend here in the United States. So uh, no show next week. Um, I may actually 
we'll see if I can get it to get the folks to edit it in time. We may actually just post a podcast, uh, some oh, of yeah. the extra content we had from Fort Worth, but cool. um, I'm not sure if we'll get that in time, but that will be coming up here soon. So we may put it there in that week anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the following Friday, the December 6th, uh, right after that, uh, we're back for our um, uh, what next women in the industry podcast. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally lost my train of thought there. Uh, Christine Shreve will be uh, as usual emceeing that. Great, and excellent job. Great guests. And uh, yeah, the topic uh, established is uh, safety in the workplace, personal safety and uh, kind of how that goes. So we're going to have some great guests joining her and we're looking forward to that coming up on December 6th. Always fantastic. And also, by the way, just to give you one more reminder, guys, Reggie's voting is open. Get out there. Check it out. If you're not promoting, guys who are on the list, go out there and promote because somebody is. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of people are. Yeah. But uh, that's also going on throughout there since we won't get to remind you. Get out there and do it while we're out. Yeah. Because right after the 12th, ends on the 12th and on the 13th, that's when we announce. And that's one of those really awesome shows. But yeah, cool. get out there and vote. And until right. then... Uh, over this long weekend and we will definitely miss you guys but over the long weekend uh until then this is me eric campbell sitting in for terry combs he's aaron montgomery and we are the two regular guys thank you for listening to two regular guys check out our website at two regular that's the number two regular you can also interact with us over at our facebook page facebook.com slash two regular guys Or send us a tweet, twitter.com slash tworegularguys. And we have a YouTube page. You can find all that from our website, tworegularguys.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to spending some time with you again next week. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.